everybody and welcome to another episode of Igniting the Spark, Talk Film Society's Star Wars podcast. I am your host and Star Wars fanatic, uh, Callie Smith, uh, and today to talk about Season 1, Episode 7 of The Mandalorian, which is the penultimate episode of the first season, I have a special guest, Chad Oliver. Hello, Chad. Hello, Callie. Thank you for having me again. Yes, it is uh, good to see you uh, and good to talk to you. We've had a whole pre-recording talk about mm. various non-Star Warsy things. <laughs> Mostly Midnight Mass, which we both love and anybody listening should watch because it's the best thing. It's just the best yeah, thing out right now. Yeah, I was now. about to say, I really, this is honestly why I even said that, because I was like, I want to mention Midnight Mass on mic, even though it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Star Wars, just to be like, everyone should watch Midnight Mass. Um, but anyway, though, in Star Wars world, though, um, the most recent release uh, at the time we're recording this is Visions. I, I am behind I on life. I don't think that that's true, Callie. They released a new Star Wars thing on Disney Plus, I think this week, The the Sounds of the Galaxy or something like that. Oh, really? Okay, that I didn't know about (laughs) because I did watch, also I did just remember, um, I did watch Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, which was... how was that? I watched the Life Day one and it was cute, (laughs) but I... made me it was cute but nothing to write home about right Right, (laughs) like yeah is that kind of the case here oh yeah that's definitely the vibe uh the fun Mm -hmm. thing i found about um terrifying tales was they kind of decided each each section was kind of themed after a a different horror movie so they did like the kylo ren joining the knights of ren backstory which they did the a non-canonical version of it um as lego is you know you know, Lego do. is want to do. Yeah. Um, I only I only mention that because I am uh, you know just like a skosh spiteful about like there not being certain characters shown in this like story as somebody who read the comics about him uh, turning. But anyway, anyway, they modeled his though. They called it the Lost Boy and modeled it after the Lost Boys down to like a shirtless like dude playing the go. like. That alien from the um, Cantina band, <laughs> the, um, the Jizz band. Yeah, the Jizz band, because that's what that's called in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Lucas taught uh, me two things: there's no underwear in space, and jazz is called jizz. <laughs> yes, and they really just Gotta know love. that one song. <laughs> yep, it's just that one song on repeat all the time. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there were like cute little touches. It was fun. I didn't mind it. I, you know. It was, uh, what's his name? Um, Tony something. Tony Hale. The, Tony Hale. The Tony from, Hale. Uh, development, yeah. Yes. He's the voice of, like, the bad guy in it, and he's kind of, like, doing the most and having fun. Is he playing Palpatine, or is he playing, like, a person pretending to be Palpatine? It's something like that? <laughs> he's, he's playing a Vader, like, worshiper Vader. from oh, Who Lives on, like, okay. Mustafar. The concept of it is, it's, it's fun, it's silly. There's a hut. One of the huts is, like... <laughs> turning vader castle into a like resort for people to <laughs> vacation to okay i do want to watch it now i will watch it <laughs> yeah. before halloween um, um yeah but, but you fun. said you hadn't it's heard of galaxy of sounds no i had not heard about so this. do you Tell know about, about the uh the thing that's basically just like planet earth in the star wars movie in the star wars universe where they just put, mm-hmm. show like the vistas and landscapes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 
get Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds uh, immerses audiences in the nostalgic uh, ambiance of a galaxy far, far away. And I haven't watched it yet, <laughs> but my understanding is it is just sounds from Star Wars movies. Um, <laughs> With scenic Star Wars vistas like on the, the screen? I think so. So huh. uh, episode one is called Wonder. It's seven minutes long, and uh, it looks like Naboo in the... Um, the little uh, photo yeah, there in the in the thumbnail it says yeah marvel at the wonders of star wars through ambient and iconic sounds that fill the galaxy is the description for episode one here's the thing yeah this is kind of wild this exists but at the same time my anxiety ridden nerdy ass is kind of like ooh, star wars sounds to fall asleep to right <laughs> yeah i have put on the one that's basically star wars screensavers and vistas i forgot what that one's called but i have put that one on just in the background when i have like a friend over just as like fun nerd ambiance just like <laughs> yeah you got the inside of the ships are coming on next and then it's gonna be like a flyover of hoth uh <laughs> I actually have like a couple of my work friends there. They just finished up their D&D campaign because we're nerds. We're engineers. Wait, uh, this is a nerd podcast? <laughs> I really? No. Um, but they're actually going to start a Star Wars themed like role playing game next. And I'm going to have fun. to let them know that uh, now Disney Plus has the ambiance in the background that they need. And each episode is like a different type of sound. So like episode two is excitement. Episode three is dark side. Episode four is light side. There's beeps, which is a seven minute episode <laughs> called beeps. This is seven minute droids. Yeah. Witness the many up. different droids beeping about in a galaxy far, far away. Excellent. <laughs> That's what uh, I call good content. <laughs> yeah. Seven episodes. So. Sick. Awesome. I am. Well, I am so glad that I had you on today. So that we can talk talk about this on mic talking i mean this is an audio uh format too so yeah no it is this is this is incredibly important to me (laughs) i didn't know i needed this and now i'm like well shit now not only do i need this but clearly this this show needs an entire mini series dedicated to the galaxy (laughs) please have me back on for beeps i want to be your guest for the beeps absolutely for our beeps mini-sode yeah cool absolutely sounds good (laughs) it's a plan um but anyway today uh i do have a favorite i do have a favorite beep my favorite okay is uh yes whenever r2d2 is going like (laughs) yeah that's that's the one every time it's the best it's the best one it's the best i one of the Obviously, I, t- I have told many a story on the podcast of being, you know, in the 501st and dressing up in costumes and stuff. But one of the things that and like there are certain things that start getting just very routine where it's like, I don't know, I'm walking around and then suddenly I look down. And I'm like, oh, R2's here. I guess that mean Wayne, means Wayne got here a couple minutes ago. OK, like and it's just I'm like so used to R2. But the thing <laughs> I never get used to and always makes me go like, oh, I'm a kid again is he has a button on his controller that makes that sound and makes all the like things fly out like in that one scene where he freaks out. Yeah. And every time he does that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is magical. <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's great. He also has it set to like, you know, bump Star Wars dance music and stuff like that at random times. So That's... It's, 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 a, it's always a party. <laughs> That's incredible. But anyway, all righty. Um, 
But hey, actually, speaking of 501st stuff, that's actually a great way to segue into this episode because 501st members are featured in this episode of Mandalorian. Mm. Um, ooh, ooh, fun facts, kicking off with the fun facts, even though that means I'm kicking off at the very end of this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the very end of this episode, our giant crowd of uh, stormtroopers, um, they needed so many stormtroopers to feel, you know impressive um that moff gideon was terrifying it's not Um, just four no like gina grana was told (laughs) is is and says many times throughout um which i always (laughs) found i found that really funny this time through because i was like um did you think it would still only be four when you're delivering this wildly valuable asset like of course they're gonna (laughs) have more stormtroopers at your meeting for this and Um, like she only needed to say it once. Once it was like <laughs> clear that there were more than four when they walked into the town, she didn't need to keep reminding him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a, what happened to just four? Know. What happened to just four? It's it's a weird it's a weird line. But uh, yeah, this is this episode honestly is kind of um, has some funky writing moments. I was noticing throughout mm. it. Like it's a good episode. I still greatly enjoy it. It's setting up a dope ass finale. Yeah. Um, but like at the very end or at the very beginning to flip all the way back to the very beginning, the very first thing I wrote down was like, whoa, there's just like a huge exposition dump at the very start of this episode. Oh, like, and it's, it comes after like episode after episode of, you know, just adventure of the week, uh, yeah. where that was really a complaint of the series up until this point was like, I kind of wish they'd get to the point. Like what's with all these side quests, which I, liked the side quests frankly yeah, but I, I also like you know expanding on the larger story I, i'm a fan of both um but i wasn't complaining necessarily but i remember like online people were like okay when are they going to get to the point i don't need you know side quest yeah. after side quest um and then right off the bat here is just like well we're back to where we were at the beginning of episode three and um <laughs> Let's catch you up yeah. on everything that's been happening off screen while, <laughs> while Mando and Baby and have been having adventures. Um, and then it's a fun so, little like rallying of of different people he's met along the way. Uh, yeah, a little little team build up, uh, which I really liked, especially because like Mando is very much, especially early in this season, just like ah, I'm a loner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> big big Pee Wee and Pee Wee's big adventure vibes. I'm a loner, Dottie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he's like always so focused on, eh, I travel alone, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then you get to the end of the season and he's just like, all right, let me get the squad together. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, by the, by the end of this, he's got so many folks on his side, including the droid that he did not expect right. to be on his side. Which is um, like a fun little arc through this season. I like that he gets yeah. over his droid prejudices. It's fun. I also really like, I had completely forgotten about the like little montage in this episode of him being like reprogrammed and retrained, you know, yeah. by Queel, Queel, however you say his name. Yeah, um, I think Queel is right. Um, yeah. He is the best of us. He's the best character on the show. I love his patience. <laughs> I love how he's just always like down to help out. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a good dude. He's great. And, like, it's, again, funny going back and watching these episodes now that we have, like, 
not only more show context, but um, mm-hmm. human being contexts. Because, like, I'm watching this scene where, like, Gina Carano, known terrible human being, is, right. like, playing a rebel, um, yelling at this guy who used to be, like, on the side of the Empire, though not by choice, you right. know, about, like him being a bad guy and i'm just going wow this is the first time i've ever wanted to tell a rebel from alderaan to shut the fuck up <laughs> like i was just like genuinely it's, angry at that scene it's this so time around. frustrating because like the character cara dune i don't dislike i kind of like the yeah. aesthetic i like that she's like an alderaan survivor i like the whole yeah tat- teardrop tattoo thing she has yeah. uh She's no, she's a rad character. She's like cool. on paper. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like Do you oh. think they recast or do you think they just write her out completely? If it was me, I would recast. Yeah. Um and I don't know who I would recast. I haven't even really thought of it ab- about it. But I would definitely recast because I think the narrative potential of this character is kind of too good to pass up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I think just, it was yeah. interesting. I've, I feel like I've rewatched the um, season two finale more than most Mando episodes, just because it like it's the most recent one. It's got the Luke Skywalker of it all. Spoilers, I guess, if someone's watching through in order. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you are wild choice, but yeah, okay. wild choice. <laughs> if you're a big enough Star Wars fan to listen to the podcast, but you weren't a big enough Star Wars fan to watch the show when it was coming out. Who, who are you? Wild. Damn yeah, wild. I want to I want to get to know you. <laughs> um but it feels like Gina Carano's phoning it in way more in those later episodes than she is here. I feel like her character is more fun here. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed her in this episode, like rewatching it and like yeah. she's just like stiff and boring in that like season 2 finale. In season 2. It's all it's almost like and I mean this is me like reading into something that I have mm-hmm. no context on, but it almost kind of feels like to me what I recognize it as is like somebody who's gotten like, "Oh, they're not going to fire me from this job." You know, like and like it's just kind of like I'm not going <laughs> to sure. try anymore. Yeah. Um I only say that because that is like something I've uh, witnessed fairly recently at like other work, you know, mm. and I'm like, wait, I think I, I think I know what it is now. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Little did she know she'd be working for Ben Shapiro in the not too distant future. <laughs> I was about to say, and little did she know that they wire. very much would fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but although to be fair, it wasn't over acting. Can you imagine going from like going from Kathleen Kennedy being your like, you know, boss boss to ben <laughs> shapiro being your boss boss like the head of the film division of the daily wire is now your guy <laughs> well and it's just funny in terms of just even thinking about the differences of <laughs> of like i don't know the authority of those two people we're talking about kathleen right. kennedy who has like gotten all kinds of like folks fired off a of star wars movie yeah and then you go over to you ben shapiro weaselly little man Oh, this God. little, little man. <laughs> little man who, you know, 
Anytime I think of him, all I think of is him just like accidentally just straight up on radio being like, I've never given my wife an orgasm. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, Star Wars. Um, More recently, he tweeted that uh, we will get back to Star Wars. (laughs) No, we have to talk about this because freaking Gina Carano. But anyway, he he tweeted that like his daughter came like and woke him up in bed and like asked him something. And then like and then he went to his. Uh, then, then his daughter went to her mother's bedroom and woke her up in her bed. Like they don't sleep together. They don't. Oh no! They sleep in separate beds in separate rooms. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And again, and, and, I mean, to and, bring it back to us, uh, imagine just going from being on Star Wars, yeah. working for Kathleen Kennedy, Freaking Star to Wars, working for that guy. <laughs> George Lucas was on set. <laughs> oh God, above! I can't imagine. Oh, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. though, this anyway. show is good. It's so um, good. I love so coming good. on the show because it forces <laughs> me to rewatch the show. Um, yeah. A show that, like, you know, I don't. I'm not a huge rewatcher necessarily. Um, me neither, I, I'll, yeah. I'll rewatch like an occasional episode if I just like the. There's an episode of Barry that like. Uh, if you watched Barry. Oh yeah. 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 That episode. I think I know exactly what you're Ronnie Lilly, the yeah. one that <laughs> yeah. like is so weird. I've gone back and rewatched that like a few times just because like I want to watch it again. But uh, yeah. for a show like Mandalorian, I don't really get that like urge. Just because like ah, I've seen it, I'll watch it when it comes back on. And there's a million other nerd things to keep up on. Yeah. But when this podcast forces me to get back on and rewatch an episode, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they brought is- cinema. They brought blockbuster cinema to the small yeah. screen. It looks so good. It yeah. looks incredible. The ships, the this freaking whatever that technology is, the, <laughs> the 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 void, is that what they call it? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but the the big screen, the, the big, big circular the big screen. screen room. <laughs> I buy into it every time. It looks so good. I literally, I mean, I literally don't even notice it like, no. at all. Like, I don't. It's, it's just, just like, like oh, oh, that's a guy in Star Wars. He's just in Star that Wars. That is a guy on that planet <laughs> right now. Like, I don't even, I don't even think of it like, ah, oh, yes, that is a location that they're filming in or whatever. It literally, this show is just, it's something yeah. that's so perfectly made from top to bottom that mm-hmm. uh, you just, can completely get swept up and lost in it um it's why i want john favreau to be like pioneering these kind of technologies forever uh oh yeah because he's so it's it's his like strength as a yeah as a as a man in film as a filmmaker yeah um it really is um it's so and it's just i don't know it's so it's amazing. <laughs> oh no! And the, the, this also r- reminds me that mentioning him and mentioning the filmmaking. This episode is, um, I noticed, directed by uh, Deborah Chow. Yeah, who is going to be the, I believe, head on um, Obi Wan. So I thought it's just oh yeah, Obi Wan. She is yeah. Robert Rodriguez yeah, yeah, is yeah. the uh, the the Book Boba Fett, Fett one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Marcelo just reminded me the other day. <laughs> is coming out in December already. And I was like, what? Yeah, the book of Boba <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like that's right around the corner now. Boy, my point for what I was saying though being, and if this is what, you know, Obi-Wan looks and feels like, hell yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm, I've am i been on board from the 
the drop of the idea mm-hmm. of the Obi-Wan show, but you know. Well, we're introduced to Moff Gideon. He's Moff uh, Gideon. We see him for the first time here. And uh, he rules. He uh, rules. <laughs> he rules. And Giancarlo he's a menacing uh, presence on any TV show he's on. Yeah. I don't know if you watch The Boys. Uh, but he's I pretty, haven't he's watched g- that yet. He's but... good on that. Breaking Bad. He's great. Of course. And Better yeah. Call Saul as well. The, the superior show of the two. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, a take. <laughs> Whoa. We don't have to get into that. Oh. But, you know. No, it's cool. That but is my I was opinion. like, <laughs> I I am not caught up on Better Call Saul, so that just you you took me by absolute surprise <laughs> with that take. I love um, it. I watch it every week. I as as soon as I can. I can't I can't get behind on the show. It's I mean it's my understandable. favorite. Um, it's it's a another phenomenal show. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and the way that Gideon gets introduced here, which I had forgotten about until it happened, I was like, "Oh shit, we get introduced to him as the guy who literally kills Werner Herzog without a second thought. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally just blasts the shit out of him." He's just like, "I don't like how inefficient this uh, inferior of mine is dealing with getting the baby. I'm going to murder yeah. him and get him myself." Which is I mean, wild on paper, but even more wild considering that, yeah, it's Werner Herzog who's, <laughs> like, been, like, this w- very menacing, very bizarre presence to be f- fully honest I love about. him in this show. And oh, he was a so pretty great. strong, like, marketing uh, move for the show, too. I remember he was in all the trailers. Yeah. Um I remember after this episode came out, uh, I would like to see the baby was a... <laughs> Was a meme. <laughs> well, and I thought that was hilarious because I could not, I could not believe how that line came around whenever I rewatched it this time. Because his, his line right beforehand is his big rant about like, look at the world right. since we were defeated, and he literally says, "I see nothing but death and chaos." I would like to see the baby. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's, uh, that's a like, master stroke right there. <laughs> cheer me up! I'd like to see Baby Yoda, please. He always <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, but mood. What 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 yeah. can sum up America's current state right. better than that? Yeah, look out your window. Does anything look good now? No, no. Turn no. around and look at your Grogu Show plush me. instead. Yeah. Like. Which we all have Grogu toy. Do you have a Grogu toy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. mine's in the other well, room. I'd show you, but it's it's the uh, <laughs> same with mine. It's across the house. It's yeah. the one where if you if you pet his head, he'll like make a noise, and sometimes he uses the force oh, and nice. stuff. He's he's very cute. very cute. The animatronic, the cheap animatronic version. Yeah, yeah. I have the uh, the build a bear plushie. Mm. Um, but and they have on on Disney's website, they have a little Grogu who sits on your shoulder with a little magnet. Mm, and uh, i've seen the little baby groots around like disneyland but yeah uh, yeah i bought one of those for my friend whenever i was out there a couple weeks ago that's fine. but yeah um what was i gonna say about it oh because yeah i am working on a din mandalorian costume so i need <laughs> a grogu <laughs> to have on me uh at all times there's a One guy in Burbank who I've seen out once. He like rides his hoverboard every day, dressed in head to toe Mandalorian costume, <laughs> and he has like a little Grogu and like a little pouch on his side, and he just yeah, like yeah. cruises around Burbank like 
I think up, every, <laughs> I think literally every single day. I think this guy just does it to like. It's just what he does to make himself happy. It's just yeah, and honestly, r- relatable, understandable. Mm-hmm. It it's used to he mood. used to be a stormtrooper, and then he got a Boba Fett, and then when the Mandalorian started coming out, he's been in the Mandalorian uh, suit. I love uh, it. I love it. It's great, and, and I mean, I can't, I can't wait to finish it. It's just um. <laughs> a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. So I am Are you very three, 3D printing this one? Uh, it was my armor. I bought my armor from a friend who 3D printed it and mm. painted it most of the way. Um, and then I've been 3D printing other stuff. I just finished 3D printing out the uh, rifle and gluing it together. Whoa. So, That's Yeah. Fun. Is it the, the one whole... with like the U shape at the end of it? Like from yeah. the. Yeah, yeah with cool. the big like prongs at yeah. the end. Yeah, that he has on his back all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's I the one from the, the holiday special that was uh, that Boba Fett was using when he was first introduced. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's the same gun. <laughs> holiday special. Ugh. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, and I printed out like the vibro knife. Um, and yeah, I've been doing a lot of three. <laughs> it's a quick cosplay sidebar, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of 3D printing work right now. I'm also printing, I, I'm also working on a uh, 3D printed uh, communion chalice for a costume we talked about before <laughs> off mic. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, this, this freaking um, show. Man, I don't know. What was I? What else? What else? What else do I even have to say? I, I was mean, watching this with uh, my brother on mm-hmm. uh, the Disney has a like group watch uh, feature. So we tried yeah. that out for the first time. And uh, my brother did point out that the way this episode ends um, with our favorite two stormtroopers who go on to punch Grogu. <laughs> yeah, they just the abuse a baby in the next episode. <laughs> who, who is, but, it's, it's Jason Sudeikis is one of them, right? Yeah, it's Jason It's Sudeikis Ted Lasso underneath else. that. Which is hysterical. I said that to my brother this afternoon. I was like, one of those is is Ted Lasso. (laughs) And then the other one is the guy from Happy Endings who... What is his name? I'm blanking. Sorry, guy from Happy Endings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But what was I going to say? Oh, my brother pointed out, though, because obviously there's also a scene in the baby punching scene where Jason Sudeikis tries to, like, hit the can. (laughs) Yes. And can't hit him. So Aaron so was like, funny. wait, how did they actually even kill Creel at the end of this? <laughs> That's <laughs> how fair. How is that even possible? That's fair. Because, yeah, the and whole was thing like, was that he so they were good. able to, like, shoot, uh, blanking on his name, the guy, Quill. 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 They were able to shoot him without hitting the baby, but they're not able to shoot a very close by target. Yeah. Yeah. I am bringing up <clears throat> Adam Pally. That was the Adam other Pally. one, and he is from Happy yes. Endings. Yes, yes, you are. You were not. You were not wrong <laughs> on that. On that, but yeah. Uh, and boy, I'm excited to get to that next episode and talk that with uh, whoever my next guest is, which I can't remember off the top of my head, because boy. Besides that good, funny scene, you know, it's just a solid episode. The next one's directed by Taika Waititi. We stand a legend so yeah. um yeah but anyway 
Do you have any other thoughts? You were about to say something a second ago, I know. I mean, just commenting on the the, the ending of this episode, I mean, it's just, it it is such a cliffhanger. And I think it's really the first true cliffhanger of the series, unless you count the Mm -hmm. pilot where it's like he meets Grogu for the first time. Um, And yeah, it's pretty similar cliffhanger as the penultimate episode of season two. Uh, I feel like at the end of the season, the second to last episode, Grogu's going to be in trouble. Um, we'll see if Grogu's even in, in season three. But um, yeah, I don't like it when Grogu's in trouble. No, oh, it's bad. Uh, I also, in man, I had forgotten <laughs> because it's just been a while since I had seen these, you know, season one characters. I had forgotten how, like, I don't know, emotionally invested literally in just this episode I get in Quill just for him to then, unfortunately, yeah. die. R.I.P. in peace. Um, he's a good dude. He's a good Grogu dude. about killed Cara Dune in this episode, too. <laughs> and relatable, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah, the last time I watched that scene was before like all the you know Holocaust comments and stuff. Uh, why are people but, out there still denying the Holocaust? <laughs> If you're a working professional in a public figure, why are you out there denying the Holocaust? What are you Publicly, doing? Like, Even if you privately it, deny the Holocaust, keep, keep that, it to keep yourself. Keep that embarrassing shit to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It's just embarrassing. But I feel like no, it's really real. easy to not get fired from Star Wars I think when you're an actor. So- I think it's so easy to not get fired from anything when you're an actor. It's called <laughs> right. not, not, not saying Don't be a Holocaust denier. <laughs> well, just don't say your opinions to everyone at the drop of a hat. Right. <laughs> like, literally, somebody looks your way and you, like, yell something controversial. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, just even so, though, just... to loop around to you mentioning the baby almost choking her. Um <laughs> The thing I also notice here, though, with him doing that is that, like, I really do like how um, Kroku, as cute and adorable as he is, has moments of, like, genuine darkness yeah. in this in this show. No, he truly and, could go either way. Like, he is kind of yeah. one of those, um, you know, young Jedi, like a, like a young... Um, Ben Solo, who who could, yeah. could swing either way, he's got the darkness in him, and we'll see how yeah. Luke Luke kind of screwed up with Ben. Uh, maybe he'll. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that's like making me still <laughs> hopeful about Grogu is that, like, I don't know, he he he's gonna take a while to get old. Right. <laughs> so there's it's a lot a of long time, time to, to work on him. his temper, and he also is seen <laughs> yeah. healing um, Carl Weathers. Exactly, yeah, and that's my point. It's like he has this, like he literally has like the darkest moment a force user can have, and then he has like one of the. I mean, he has mm-hmm. the healing moment that like this episode dropped, I believe, like literally right, right before Rise of Skywalker, right before, and so we were introduced to the idea of force healing right before we saw Ray do it to the yeah. snake. And like, was it a snake thing? Well, snake, but then yeah. Ben. And Which then also I guess bed. some people yeah. would would call a snake as well. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, though, and I mean that's clearly, especially in Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. you know, shown as a act of intense light side of the Force. Right. Know? In the Force um, choke, we'd only ever seen a dark side user use in the past. Yeah, 
Yeah. Really or just like, Darth Vader, right? Yeah, really Vader. I think I think Kylo does at some point choke somebody. Um, probably. But, eh, Feels like something probably. he'd do. Is, <laughs> John Oliver, like John Oliver wishes. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, God, the John Oliver bit is... It's a good such bit. A, it's a good bit. <laughs> well, just to give that that its moment on the podcast. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm excited to see if if we get more Grogu, where they decide to go with that story. Because yeah, he's got <laughs> he's definitely got. It's not like Yoda, where Yoda is just like I don't know. You see, granted, you never see young Yoda. But he is light side all the way. No, you know. Yeah. Whereas Grogu very much feels like he could, like you said, go mm-hmm. uh, either way. Or even just be like, I don't know, gray. Be somewhere in the middle. You right. Know? Man. Especially because he's... Mm-hmm. I don't know what would be like a worst like strategic move on Disney's part is like if Luke Skywalker took Grogu to never be seen again and that was just the last time we saw Grogu... Mm-hmm. Which is possible. Yeah. Or if they make him go dark side <laughs> down the road. <laughs> and we have to watch our beloved child <laughs> go bad. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, what's a worse man. strategic move for Disney? <laughs> Evil Grogu. <laughs> Although one of the things that people cosplay, which I think is also a perfectly valid way for like Grogu to go. People cosplay mandalorian grogu with like the ears yeah, sticking out of yeah. the helmet and stuff i mean if he and was raised genuinely by, by din why not you yeah. know and and mandalorian jedi like are a thing in the canon like if you go interesting back and, i didn't know that um i didn't yeah, watch all of it's just Wars. wild because they're like diametrically opposed for 99 yeah. of like yeah. you know um but yeah so i don't know we'll see we'll see um this 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 episode introduces some really interesting and fun stuff it about does. all of our favorite characters. So it's a good time. It's a good show. It's a good time. Good show. Love it. Can't wait for Book of Boba Fett at the end of the year. Um, but anyway, uh, any last thoughts and slash or segue into your plugs? Go for it. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I can plug my podcast lord of the Rings sentence where i read a sentence out of the lord of the rings uh once a week until i'm done with the book um i am <laughs> probably about 31 sentence i'm 31 sentences in as of uh recording this podcast how um, many uh, pages is that out okay it's about two pages <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> so you're blazing through there yeah i'm gonna you know so that's 32 weeks and I've gotten about two pages. So 20 more sentences <laughs> so it'll a, and it'll be a full year since I started this podcast. Yeah. Um, it'll be a nice, easy, nice, easy, uh, you know, easy podcast to get through for everybody yeah. to, you know. I'm think I'm thinking and hoping that the sentences will get longer as we get further into the book. <laughs> Hopefully so. Hoping for that. <laughs> um, and then I also do a podcast called Best Pictures. Um uh, where me, my friend Cody, who's been on the show, my friend Mark, who I think has also been on the show, um, we talk about our favorite movies from every year we've been alive and search for our favorite movie, uh, and we compare it to what won the Oscar that year, uh, in search for the greatest movie of our lifetime. 
that's uh, called Best Pictures. You can follow it at We Pick Picks. Yes. Good show. Good shows. Um, and as for me, uh, I mean, at this point, everybody knows where to find me, I'm sure. Um, I All my writing and not all that good nonsense is on uh, Talk Film Society. Um, and uh, you can follow me uh, if your heart so desires <laughs> at Callie Smith 92 on, you know, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and... Um, What's the other thing? Letterbox, you know those things. That thing, us movie nerds use. Yeah, you can follow me um, on Letterbox too at Chad A. Oliver. It is my favorite social media. It is. It, it is one of my favorite things too, and um, yeah. So uh, I think that that's that's it for us today. Um, which means all I have left to say to everybody at home is, may the force be with you.